from the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast. It is Thursday, August 27th, 2020. From the Ohio News Network, I'm Daniel Barnett. Many electrical workers from AEP Ohio are heading to Texas or Louisiana to help those in need after Hurricane Laura slammed into the Gulf Coast last night. Stephanie Stanovich has more. Dave Callahan is the manager of emergency preparedness for AEP Ohio. 160 AEP employees plus 100 contractors and 140 tree trimmers heading that way early Thursday morning. We're expecting a lot of flooding, uh, which means we'll probably have a lot of wire down, pulls down with the wind. Lineman Supervisor Jeffrey Terrell is one of many workers leaving behind their families. He says he's in the double digits now of how many trips he's been on, but this is his third time helping out during a hurricane. Whether it be here, whether it be somewhere else, that's the beauty of the mutual assistance is being able to travel around and help people all throughout the United States. They're bringing a lot of water, special equipment, and gear, and will continue to follow all COVID-19 precautions. Putting any fear aside, their focus is on helping others. Reporting in Columbus, Stephanie Sanovich. The sports world stood still yesterday as athletes and then whole organizations decided not to play to protest police brutality in the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. Dave Holmes has the story. That includes the Cincinnati Reds game against the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers decided not to play, then the Reds joined in solidarity. All of this began earlier in the day with the NBA playoffs. The Milwaukee Bucks refused to take the floor in their playoff game against the Orlando Magic, and soon after that, other players, teams, and leagues followed suit. All three NBA games were postponed. Several baseball games, not just the Reds, also postponed. MLS teams decided not to play, along with the WNBA. I'm Dave Holmes. NBA players and coaches reportedly began talks yesterday in Orlando as to when or if they will continue playing the remainder of the season. Governor Mike DeWine announced this afternoon that school districts will be required to report COVID-19 cases to health officials and parents. DeWine said the health order will mandate schools to establish a system to notify local health departments and parents in writing if a student or staff member has tested positive for the coronavirus. DeWine stressed the public report would give as much information as possible while also withholding protected health information that might identify the individual in question. DeWine said that prompt reporting can help prevent further spread of the the virus by keeping all involved informed. Columbus Public Health previously said four weeks of declining cases is what it wanted to see before recommending in-person learning again. Yolanda Harris says the city reached that mark yesterday, but officials are cautiously optimistic. In a statement, Columbus Public Health saying, quote, while we are encouraged by these numbers and will continue to monitor them, we are not out of the woods yet. We understand that countless hours have gone into preparing for the start of the school year, and despite reaching this milestone, districts must determine what is best for their students, teachers, and staff. We also received a comment from Columbus City Schools, and the district says it plans to still start the school year fully remote. I'm Yolanda Harris. One of three Ohio lawmakers who voiced support for articles of impeachment against Governor Mike DeWine earlier this week is under scrutiny for the way his campaign was run. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose yesterday referred State Representative Nino Vitale of Cleveland to the Ohio Elections Commission for campaign finance violations. LaRose says Vitale, a Republican, submitted a blank campaign finance report one day after the finance deadline back in June. So far, Vitale has not commented. 
Vitale and State Representative Candace Keller on Monday both voiced support for articles of impeachment drafted by State Representative John Becker over DeWine's handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. A federal judge has scheduled a new hearing for the former Speaker of the Ohio House, who is charged in an alleged bribery scheme. More from Pete Scalia. Republican State Representative Larry Householder and four others are accused of shepherding $60 million in energy company money for personal and political use in exchange for passing a legislative bailout of two aging nuclear plants. Court filings show householders struggling to find an attorney to represent him after his current lawyer said a conflict of interest prohibits his further involvement. Householders' hearing is set for a week from today. Pete Scalia, ONN News. The number of new claims filed for unemployment compensation in Ohio fell last week. ONN's Dave James reports. The Ohio Department of Job and Family Services says there were about 19,000 new claims filed, down about 2,600 from the previous week and the lowest total since the pandemic began causing layoffs 23 weeks ago. There are still 344,000 people in the state filing ongoing jobless claims. And overall, the number who did so at one time or another during the pandemic is more than 1.6 million. Dave James, I went in news. Parents are returning to work, but what do they do with their school-aged children who are learning remotely? More on this from ONN's Michaela Madison. Monday, Governor Mike DeWine announced a new program beginning August 25th that will allow child care providers to care for school-aged children who are learning remotely during the school day. DeWine noted more than 30% of school districts are opting for remote and blended learning models to start off the school year, leaving an increased and unique need for child care during the day. Providers will also be receiving funding to cover the cost of care for economically eligible children. Kayla Madison, ONN, Canton. And rapper Kanye West is suing Ohio's elections chief after he was denied a chance to appear on Ohio's presidential ballot this November. The lawsuit was filed against Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose, who recently rejected West's bid to be on the ballot because of mismatched information on his campaign's petition. The complaint alleges it is LaRose's duty to accept any petition for an independent candidate as long as there's no protest filed against the petition, and it's not in violation of Ohio law. West has been refused a spot on the ballot in four other states so far due to inconsistencies with petitions. LaRose's office offered no comment on the lawsuit. Special thanks to our affiliate station WBNS-TV in Columbus for their contributions to today's newscast. I'm Daniel Barnett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.